Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly hunting and fishing show, welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of our show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And Rick, uh, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, uh, give us a call at 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane. 1240.com anywhere in the world you can listen to us and if you'd have an alexa just say alexa play kane 1240 you can pick up uh, uh on the show at any accessible internet device we're here at the studios of uh, kane radio at 107 west main street next to victor's uh, cafeteria in downtown new iberia which is open and rick as always leading off the show freshwater saltwater fishing what you hearing tony uh, i'm still hearing good things around the the bend toledo bend they're catching a lot of soccer um around here with hunting season you know in full swing i haven't heard too much about fishing and the basin's still kind of mediocre and i see it's going to bump up a little bit but uh toledo bend they're catching soccer you know 20 to 25 foot deep and uh I got a couple of my buddies was up there uh, in the middle of the week this week and uh, did very well. But outside of that, Tony, you know, it's not really uh, with the, all the rain and the wind and everything we've been having and the weather. I haven't been able to go in the last couple of weeks. So uh, just kind of wait, you know, for the weather to get a little better and uh, maybe warm up a little bit and, and go give them a shot. Yeah, it looks like uh, over at uh, the river stage of Butler Rose, it's going to uh, up a little more than a half a foot. Yeah. So uh, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, with that, so, but again, the cold weather, the wind, uh, it's, boy, you yeah. know, you, you got to brave it, so to speak, uh, yeah. out there on the water. Oh, yeah. Same thing with uh, with the salt water. I'm not hearing much. We got some uh, interesting information about some salt water uh, fish, you know, uh, with that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Rick, uh, uh, the fishing, uh, uh, it's kind of not necessarily on hold, but. No, uh, it's it's, it's kind of low right now, Tony. You know, like I said, with the hunting season. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys are, are heading up towards the deeper water now, Toledo Bend. And, uh, like I said, it's, the, the soccer league is just it's phenomenal on the bend right now. They're sending me pictures, I mean, catching 50, 60, up to 100 soccer league. Oh, wow. Yeah. P- pretty nice, too, uh, in that regard. Anyway, with that, Rick, if you were fishing now, you know, if you'd go out to fish, uh, what would uh, what would you be throwing right now? Right now, I'd probably downsize Tony to uh, – a small plastic, and you just got to be lethargic and just slow down and uh, and fish, you know. Right now, they're not going to run uh, with the shallow water around here. The fish are not going to run too much. Uh, you, you almost got to put it right in front of their face to make them bite. Yeah, it's just, uh, and then, of course, with the cold weather, as you mentioned, they don't move much no, at all. No, they, they slow down. Their metabolism slows way down. And, and then you're, you're feeding when the tone, when they feed, it, it shrinks a lot more in the wintertime than it does in the summer. Yeah, their appetites aren't just uh, yep. on as uh, gluttonous as we That's could right. say oh, yeah. uh, with that. Anyway, also want to remind uh, uh, hunters and fisher, fishing uh, licenses may now be renewed prior to the expiration. So, uh, and once you renew your license, remember it's 365 days. Yep. Uh, that began uh, back when, but uh, 
of course, and then the auto renew. You know, if you have it on auto renew, it's uh, you don't have to worry about it. Just make sure you got room on your car. But yep. I don't know, fishing licenses really aren't that, uh, and hunting licenses for that matter aren't yeah. really that expensive. It's not bad. It depends on you know if you get the package or just salt water, fresh water, or you get it all. You know, but like you said, it's not that bad. Yeah, and that's right. And in your LouisianaOutdoor.com account, you can select which uh, annual license you'd like to auto renew, and of course. Uh, the wildlife fisheries automatically renew your licenses at the purchase price plus a little convenience tag that they pop for like uh, I think three dollars and fifty cents or something of that nature so uh, anyway just something to look out for uh, with you you uh, uh, hunters and fishermen uh, for your license renewal and I think it's a good idea to put it on auto renewal yeah you don't have to worry about it and and then you're going to get a notice 30 days ahead of your expiration along with uh, a week ahead ahead of your expiration so uh with that here in louisiana meanwhile you know the private red snapper uh landing uh, is going to end and uh, of course i was looking for numbers on that which uh the department didn't put out but it was still around i think 80 uh, pounds of uh, red snapper were available to fish but Come uh, midnight of the 31st, it's pretty much over yeah. till uh, come Memorial Day unless the commission uh, decides to open up something, which I don't see them doing. That's just uh, not something they've done. So Red Snapper uh, coming to an end uh, this week, uh, I guess Sunday sometime, but uh, with all the hunting and uh, going on, whether it be ducks or deer and, uh, and the weather. Yeah. It's uh, to go out there. Uh, I don't know how many miles you need to go out yeah, past Marshall. Good ways, yeah. That's, that's right, to catch some red snappers. So uh, with that. Anyway, also uh, with that, um, uh, f- you know, I saw this article, and uh, Rick, um, we can maybe uh, talk a little bit about this. Uh, the uh, Louisiana, uh, you know, a favorite seafood dish uh, in Louisiana is flounder. Yeah. And uh, they're talking now that flounder, you know, we've gone through the red snapper years ago, uh where we had some issues with their uh, numbers, and then uh, there was talk of the speckled trout. Of course, something happened there. There's talk now about redfish, yep. you know, uh, taking place with uh, maybe putting uh, uh, numbers on that. They haven't uh, finalized it, but it looks like it will happen. Now, uh, you know, the decline in the southern flounder numbers are likely due to a variety of factors, and uh, you know as well as I do, it's a good-eating fish, oh, yeah. uh, especially stuffed or uh, yes, whatever sir. you like it stuffed with. And, yeah. Anyway, research is showing that the warmer waters are because of more flounder to become male. Of course, today I didn't see what the numbers on the water temperature is. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But right. uh, anyway, it uh, it raises the potential for the proportion of males uh, to eventually. And I didn't realize this. Uh, as the water gets warmer, the potential uh, when the eggs fertilize, uh, they're becoming males and not females. Didn't know that about flounder. I didn't uh, either, Tony. You know, in yeah. reading this article uh, here and uh, with that uh, research is showing uh, that, and it raises the potential, as I mentioned, for males to eventually far outweigh the females. And while further research still needs to be done, marine biologists are concerned. And uh, in areas with beaches like, you know, Grand Isle, Mississippi Gulf Coast, flounder gigging is real common. And uh, where anglers are waiting to the water to catch them by hand with a spear-like gig, flounder move offshore to spawn in the fall, and fishers, uh, fishermen, have grown accustomed to catching them during their runs. Commercial shrimpers also net them along with the crustacean targets, giving them uh, a supplementary source of income. But the decline has become apparent not only on the Gulf Coast, but along the Atlantic seaboard as well. 
and the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries presented an assessment a few years back that showed the uh, spawning age of uh, females at a record low of five, almost six years ago. So uh, Wildlife and Fisheries responded to uh, implementing a closed season that began last year, meaning in 2022, and that means the flounder is uh, basically uh, banned from, uh, I think, October 15th through November 30th, including for shrimpers who must throw them back when uh, hauled up in their nets uh, and all. But the department's uh, director of marine fisheries said when it appears the closure may be helping in the numbers seen so far, there are also be other factors, uh, low rivers, drought, uh, which we had this past summer, and result yeah. in saltier water in the estuaries. Uh, past couple of years so uh interesting rick and yeah. uh you know it's just amazing you know uh going through uh with all the uh, uh fishing uh and i should say with uh the numbers uh interesting uh with i that. know years ago tony I, i've told you that in uh, lake doe Tree, i've caught a lot of flounder you know and like i said this has been a few years back but uh I guess they're, you know, the, the numbers have declined a great bit, you know. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, the state uh, bid to boost uh, the flounder population. You know, what they want to do will help, but the issue has to do now with flounder developing in males or females with the warmer water. And it does happen before they hatch, so not exactly. The stresses such as warm waters at the start of their lives can cause more to become male, according to scientists at North Carolina State who published a study uh, four years ago in 2019. The optimal temperature to produce the equal ratio of males and females was around 23 degrees Celsius, which is 73.4 degrees Fahrenheit uh, for North Carolina. And the researchers note that the problem intensifies as the water warms with an increasing percentage of the fish becoming male. Uh, a separate study in Texas cited by an author found that 18 degrees Celsius or 64.4% Fahrenheit to be the optimal level. But uh, again, uh, uh, flounder, good eating fish too. Uh, with that, and uh, it's safe to say that the southern flounder in the Gulf, along with the southeast Atlantic coast, uh, one of these authors said, are in trouble. Of course, the populations have declined. Again, the cause of that is uncertain. There are probably several contributing factors like uh, overfishing, uh, maybe habitat, who knows, uh, maybe the temperatures. So uh be interesting to see how that's going to come along too, Rick. Yep. And oh, yeah. uh, if you, I can honestly say I've never caught a flounder, though. Oh, I've caught several. You yeah. know, I've never caught a flounder in oh, yeah. saltwater fishing, or, or for that matter. Mm-hmm. But uh, usually, when you fish your bait, you know, uh, not to say a dragon on the bottom, but they're they're more of a, a bottom bottom feeder. Right, yeah. and uh, you know, one side, so to speak. Yeah, that's right. Flounder. Oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, we'll see what transpires in uh, the coming uh, months or even years, for that matter. Uh, we'll see how long they sit on it. They sat on the speckled trout for many years before they finally made some decisions. Yep. Anyway, uh, the Department of uh, Wildlife and Fishing course uh, series has announced, you know, every year they dump rainbow trout in some of these ponds. And that's something else I've never caught. I've seen, I a, I've seen say. an article. No, I have never caught a rainbow, Tony. You yep. know, you got to go up where Montana, Wyoming, uh, yeah. up in those areas right. the, where they flow pretty f- freely oh, yeah. up in there. But, uh, of course, yeah, the water's with the, cold, too. They're, they're going to offer a course, you know, uh, about the rainbow trout, beginner uh, rainbow trout fishing course and uh the department of biologists say they uh, 
delve into the best tactics and tackle and bait successful in your reel. Yep. Uh, they're beginning. You can look it up on the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website to get uh, more information on it. But uh, each cl- two-hour class will be open to all ages and limited uh, to about 10 participants with uh, weightless option. Equipment will be provided, but they uh, tell pers- uh, the participants to encourage to bring their own gear as well. All in attendance will take home a package of informative material, start a tackle and bait, courtesy of a, a sponsor. Uh, anglers 18 and older must possess a valid recreational fishing license to participate, and anglers under 16 must be accompanied by an adult. Eight different courses will be offered at the Get Out and Fish program across the state. And uh, with that, uh, to purchase a fishing license, of course, you can go online and get that done. But uh, as always, you know, that uh, Get Out and Fish program uh, yep. around the state, they uh, they dump catfish, they dump uh, spe- uh, they dump other fish, too, along with uh, oh, speckled yeah. trout. I think it was the last year or the second or third year they did that uh, across the uh, state. Yeah, they at put the trout in some ponds. Yep. Of course, the ponds uh the closest to us is one in Youngsville, yeah. and then the pond at Gerard Park in Lafayette uh, near the UL campus, uh, yes, which uh, for years uh, was open to uh, even had ducks there at one time uh, that I can recall. So anyway, uh, something else to talk about a little required uh, uh, um, with that, looking over my notes here with uh, that. But uh, I think that'd be interesting to see uh, with regards to catching uh, a rainbow trout and uh, don't know uh, – what kind of bait they chew on? Or I guess this just kind of kind of like a fly. Tony. Yeah, like an artificial or fly, fly fisherman's. Yeah, yeah, the fly rods you yeah. see out in the streams it's, up in those parts yeah, of the slow, country. Slow falling, and they come up down and hit it. Yeah, yeah, but I always think of uh, like uh, the uh, uh, rainbow trout uh, with uh, the salmon that uh, yeah, swim upstream. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. with that. Uh, so uh, oh, yeah, interesting uh, in that regard. So. Uh, Anyway, if you want to look at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website to get some, uh, you know, if you're interested in completing that course. So uh, it should be uh, uh, interesting, uh, to say the least. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. I wonder how large of a rainbow trout they throw in there. Pound, pound and a half, two uh, pounds? I've seen a, Cause a, it's a, bigger fish a photo the other day. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah they're, they're around, probably they range from a pound and a half to two and a half, Tony. Cause yeah. they had a good size, you know, good yeah, size fish. they're good size fish. They're a little yeah. slimmer, but, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, interesting, pretty fish too. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, can't say I've ever eaten rainbow trout. I've eaten nope. a lot of speckled trout. Yeah, but uh, in that regard. So uh, anyway, something else uh, before we uh, take our first break in the next few minutes. Uh, uh, there is a, a, a free required bow fishing uh, permit and private and charter anglers required starting January first. I know your son uh, likes uh, to uh, bow fish. Yeah. And uh, with that, a recreational saltwater bow fishing permit for both the private and charter sectors of the recreational fishing will be required beginning January 1st of 2024. The permit is free of charge and will be valid one uh, for one year uh, from the date of issue. Of course, the permit can be obtained online through the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website and individuals 18 years of age or older taking or attempted to take saltwater recreational fish with bow fishing gear in the waters in Louisiana or engaging in bow fishing activity below the saltwater line, which will be required to hold this uh, mandatory permit. Any person or on a charter boat fishing trip who pays a fee for that trip is not required to have this permit, but the permit is required for the captain of the charter vessel, which pretty much uh, uh, is uh, what's taken place over the years, and to effectively manage the import saltwater recreational species 
The department needs to define the universe of the anglers harvesting the saltwater species or species available in the saltwater areas of the state utilizing bow fishing gear. Yep. The permit's free and can be received by using uh, the link uh, on the website. So, uh, of course, it's, uh, if um, I'm looking at it correctly, ldwf.wlf.la.gov slash bowp, B-O-W, uh, the letter P. And uh, on the above uh, page, you will either need to create a new account or have your recreational offshore landing permit login using your ROLP credentials. So, uh Sign in with uh, the email. After you create your account, you should sign in with your uh, department number and then click create permit. So uh, interesting uh, in that regard, Ricky, uh, yep. that and I know your son likes to bow fish and have uh, oh, yeah. over the years, too. And uh, I guess he's kept busy right now, maybe deer hunting or maybe with his job. Yeah, he's been well, with both, Tony. Yeah, but he's uh, he's doing a little deer hunting yep. uh, with that. So uh, anyway, another uh Another, I know a lot of people, young people like to do it, you know, with that, yeah. and uh, and uh, been pretty successful too in that regard. And oh, yeah, of course, get a, shoot, get a lot shooting of fish. that arrow into the water, the water deflects too, yeah. you know, it's not a straight shot, you got to figure out uh, with the you angle of the water. Below, that's right, it comes up. it's amazing yeah. uh, how that works. That's so, right. uh, it's yep. not an easy sport at all. No, it's not, it's a lot of fun, but it's not an easy. A lot of times, you miss though when you're shooting at uh basically uh fish in the water too so uh in that regard yeah anyway uh just about uh time to uh take our first break you listen to Bayou uh, 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 Canes Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show uh, with that. Bayou Sports will follow this show. Yep. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, you listen to Cane uh, Radio FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today, at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin' Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin' Cajun stovetop shrimp boil, gator rub, and sizzling steak seasoning. Ragin' Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. Save bomb. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. 
Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. And, uh, Ricky, uh, I don't know if you're hearing anything about deer hunting and, uh, or even, for that matter, uh, duck hunting. A little bit, Tony. Not, not too much about uh, duck hunting, but deer hunting. They've, uh, they've been killing some big deer, you know, uh, up in North Louisiana and uh, Mississippi. They've been killing some giant deer. Like really? We talked about that big one last week. That's right. Uh, what was it, 29-point deer? It was 20-something, 20, 20 yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Of course, that's little spikes coming out. Right. You know, they count uh, in that. And, but the headdress was pretty big. So, uh, yes, with that, but I uh, haven't hear, heard a lot from uh, some of my buddies. But from what I understand, uh, uh, looking at that, it seems like a lot more up north. Hadn't heard of any of the guys down south who have uh, leases whether it be in the marshes or elsewhere. I uh, haven't heard much from them So uh, with that. But uh, I do know uh, duck hunting uh, over in uh, the West Zone. Uh, that's where they're killing a lot of ducks. And I'm hearing, you know, over in Plaquemines Parish, uh, further east of the flyway back in that way, down in Venice and uh, those areas, Port Sulphur, uh, that they're having some success uh, with uh, ducks. But uh, And uh, over here on the uh, west side, Grand Chenier, yeah, Pecan Island, that area, uh, hearing uh, some reports that uh, the guys I talked to said they hit their limits at two times, three times they went. So uh, uh, duck season still, I guess, a few more weeks left in it, and uh, we'll see if we can get some other information on that in the meantime. Uh, uh, While uh, with that, too, uh, uh, also want to remind guys who uh, do a lot of – uh, deer hunting that you know with the CWD the uh, yeah. disease they're giving uh, free uh, examinations of those animals up in North Louisiana and deer hunters are urged up in Northeast Louisiana uh, to provide deer heads uh, for free uh, CWD testing and uh, what more can you say about that too Rick I yeah. mean uh, that's pretty neat uh, oh, yeah. and also uh, for you guys up there in the north uh, east Louisiana section up there uh, in the parishes of Tensaw Morehouse, uh, I want to say Catahoula, all along the river, too, where that initial uh, CWD uh, virus was found in deer. I believe that was, what, almost a year and a half ago, two years ago? Just about. Yeah, so uh, with that, with one deer, and, um, of course, those deer swim the river. You know, you can't stop that, and uh, Louisiana was pretty free of the CWD for many years. Uh, The contiguous uh, states as Arkansas, Texas, and Mississippi – all had uh, uh, virus uh, deers with that virus in them. But uh, Louisiana dodged a bullet for many years, but not any longer. So free examination, uh, they say, uh, you know, a deer can uh, have that. Like It's like a mad cow. He loses a lot of weight and just uh, staggering and all. So uh, that's something you should uh, be aware of, uh, you hunters up in uh, up in North Louisiana. And even, you know, there hadn't been any spotted here in South Louisiana, but Still something to uh, be uh, aware of in yes, that sir. regard. Oh, yeah. And then uh, speaking of uh, white-tailed deer, Ricky, you know, our, our listeners who are not uh, 
you know, uh, deer hunters, but the white-tailed deer, uh, an iconic uh, species of deer found out throughout North America, known for their distinctive fluffy white underside and of the tail it displays when startled. Uh, this animal is most likely hunted and, uh, of all game species throughout uh, the American South. And uh, these deer are usually medium, medium size. They're herbivores uh, with males typically weighing 150 to 225. 225 is probably a little big uh, here and down in this area. But up in north Louisiana, uh, uh, you can find a deer pretty much uh, that size. Uh, that's rare. Right. It's going to be over that. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the meantime, and they stand around 36 inches at the shoulder. Females are slightly smaller. Their reddish-brown coats blend uh, seamlessly with their forest habitats and uh and the change of seasons turning it into more of a grayish hue in the winter. Males are known as bucks and uh, sport antlers on their heads, and they shed and regrow antlers annually. And these antlers play a pivotal role in the territorial disputes. Of course, you hear these guys, you know, when they hunt, and they take these uh, antlers and rack them uh, to make it look like there's a, a, a fight going on or a battle and uh, to uh, distinguish uh, with the uh, does and all as uh, those what females are known as. And uh, they also didn't hear, I guess I've never really been deer hunting. I didn't hear them called nannies. Uh, I don't know if that's a term you've heard some. No. Uh, they can begin reproducing at a young age, usually as yearlings, uh, but availability of nutritious food sources play a big role in breeding and can hinder does from uh, giving birth until they're two and a half uh, years old or even older. Females usually mate with more than one buck, and during a single estuarist period, uh, so multiple fawns from the same litter often have different male parents. Something else that uh, a lot of people didn't know. Mm-hmm. And most white-tailed deer have a relatively small home range, and they often expand their range as they mature. Of course, the majority travel less than five miles from their place of birth, but some have been known to travel as much as 30 miles. Uh, anyway, of the hunter's choice of all the game animals, white deer, uh, white-tailed deer, I should say, or the top choice for hunters across the southeast and most southeastern states. Deer hunting season is the longest of all the hunting seasons, mainly due to the high population of deer. It's also the most economically important, with deer hunters spending considerably more money on everything from rifles, clothing, stands, blinds, ATVs, and other accessories than they do in the pursuit of uh, any other animal. And these deer are fairly social animals most of the year, with bucks becoming more isolated during the peak breeding seasons and mingling with other deer only in the pursuit of breed females stay social until they are uh, expecting and when they will often drive others away from them and retreat into uh, fawning areas where they uh, typically remain for about eight weeks reforming their group behavior once their fawns become socially able and you know uh look back at our ancestors rick uh uh, I guess the, the deer population here uh, kept a lot of uh, families alive, too, oh, yeah. in that regard. Uh, of course, also on farms, which most of the people, uh, uh, I guess, in the, when they moved here in the uh, 18th century, along with the era 19th century, uh, with pigs and cattle and things of that nature kept them alive, too. But uh, uh, with that, interesting, uh, the deer herds uh, still populated. Of course, when the rains come and the waters get high, they shut it down because deer look for high ground. Yep. And the commissioner, whoever he or she may be, uh, shut down uh, deer hunting season in that regard. So, uh, yes, sir. Anyway, uh, it's typically happened uh, over the time over the last few years here too, with the high waters yep. we've had a few years ago. Yeah, so, a couple of years ago they shut it down. Anyway, also want to mention, you know, with the chronic wasting disease testing, uh, you know, there uh, to get your deer tested, uh, it's free of charge, as I mentioned a little earlier in the broadcast, and. Uh, 
uh, record. They like you to, if you bring a deer to them, uh, to prepare your deer sample, record the GPS location of where the deer was harvested, remove the deer head uh, below the ear. Uh, it's a brochure illustrating that. Deer heads may be capped with antlers and skull cap removed. Do not freeze the sample. Sample deer heads should be uh, refrigerated or put on ice. Uh, the next thing is uh, for the testing information form, print the email that you received after completing the form. And step two, provide that to print out to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and staff member who handles your sample. And contact the nearest field office from uh, the list uh, below. That's on the website. It's easy to get to to coordinate your delivery or pickup of the sample. And you'll be giving a sample ID by the staff member uh, to search the CWD testing results database and using your sample ID, the number to put in the testing status and results. Anyway, the sampling locations, they've got about 10 or 12 of them in North Louisiana now. So it's not hard to uh, get involved and have your deer tested if you're up in that area, up in uh, North Louisiana, too, uh, where they first uh, recorded that. Anyway, uh, I'm seeing here, too, our last thing before we get to uh, the tides and all. The Louisiana Department of Public uh, Wildlife and Fisheries is to host uh, three public hearings in January on the Louisiana black bear hunting season notice of intent. And the Wildlife and Fisheries will conduct three public hearings in January to receive public input from the Louisiana black bear hunting season notice of intent passed by the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission last no- this past November. The meetings will be uh, January 16th. Uh, at the LSU Ag Center uh, over in St. Joe, Louisiana. And also, and these are the areas where the hunting is going to take place. Nothing in South Louisiana. Most of it's going to take place in North Louisiana. The other meeting is January 18th at 6 p.m. at the West Monroe Convention Center in West Monroe. And the next meeting, January the 23rd at the Black Bear Golf Course Conference Center and Black Bear Drive up in Delhi, Louisiana. Okay. Yep. So you can go to see the notice of intent with the black bear. It's not set in stone yet, but they want to get input and hearings and uh, about that. And from what I can recall, there's going to be a lottery system, and uh, they're only going to select maybe uh, there are going to be very few black bear hunters. Right. You got to get into that, and you got to take a class also. That's right yep. uh, to learn about the, some mm-hmm. of the specifics that's going to take place. Yep. And uh, I can't recall when the black bear. Uh, the last uh, hunting season of black bear in the state of Louisiana. It's been a while. Oh, probably 80 years, 90 years or so. Of course, the infamous uh, uh, black bear uh, hunting uh, came back when Theodore Roosevelt, the president, came down south to hunt black bear in Louisiana. And they ended up uh, shooting a black – he ended up giving a black bear, I guess, a a release. And, of course, that's where the teddy bear is, uh, President Teddy Roosevelt – uh, was noted for yep. as he uh, didn't want to kill a bear that they basically caught and chained or whatever down uh, in the Roosevelt maybe uh, 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 preserve. But in the meantime, uh, the teddy bear came about because uh, Teddy Roosevelt would not uh, shoot that uh, bear. So uh, anyway, uh, the tides this weekend, today, Friday, the 29th of December, sun rose in Vermilion Bay, 702, <coughs> and sunset's going to be at 518. Sunset, uh is a little later, but the sunrise looks like it's getting a little uh, a little later also. But in the high and low tide chart, the first high tide this morning was at 12.49 a.m. Next high tide at 7.46 p.m. The first low tide will be at 10.42 this morning, and the next low tide at uh, 10.28. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, the 30th, sun's going to rise at 7.02, set at 5.18. High and low tide chart, the first high tide will be at 1.18 in the morning, and the next high tide at 8.23 p.m., 
The only low tide of the day will be at 11.19 a.m. that Saturday morning. Uh, the, uh, new, uh, I should say New Year's Eve, January, uh, December 31st, the sun's going to rise in southwest pass Vermilion Bay at 7.02, set at 5.19. In the high and low tide chart, we can see the low tide will be at 11.54 a.m. and the high tide at 8.45. And, of course, Monday, a holiday uh, if you want to go fishing. Uh, anyway, uh, on uh, New Year's Day, the sun's going to rise at uh, 7.02, set at 5.20. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide will be at 12.27 p.m. and the high tide at 9.02 p.m. And, uh, Rick, as always, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these fine sponsors. You're right, Tony. got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle's Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And our motto is always, Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and dip. <laughs> 